What a win for the Kansas City Chiefs, improving to 3-0 to start the 2018 season through three weeks. What a great start it is for the Kansas City Chiefs and an exciting time to be a Chiefs fan and following this football team. Uh, boy, uh, I mean, the fan base is really ecstatic right now, and this is what you've been waiting for for a long time, Chiefs fans. This quarterback that you've been asking for for a long time finally got it, and man, uh, it, it feels like it's been worth the wait. Now, some negative things occurred in this game, but a win is a win, and I'll tell you why we've got to stop with the negativity, on, especially during wins, and I'll explain why later on. Yes, there are a lot of issues, and I'll address those, but I think there are some big key team stats that Chiefs fans really need to be aware of and something they should be proud of when they look at this football team. We'll talk about all of that on this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast, a victorious uh, recap edition of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. So that's always good. My name is Farzi Wasugin, the host of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed the game on Sunday, if you went to Arrowhead, hope you guys had a hell of a time, or at least in the first half, you uh, had a hell of a, a half. Uh, but nonetheless, a win is a win. You'll take the win. And that's what I've been saying the first two weeks, despite some of the woes and some of the uh, glaring hold you've seen on this football team. And I know a lot of people are not happy with Bob Sutton, but man, win, wins never come easy in the NFL. You take this win, and you move on to the following week. Uh... You know, at this point, when you're unbeaten, uh, you never you, you never apologize for that. 38 to 27 win. And by the way, speaking of continuing to win, there are only two teams in the AFC who are undefeated right now: the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Every single person thought that it was going to be once again the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, not in that order, of course, as the top two teams in the AFC. No one suspected that it would be the Chiefs and the Dolphins as the only two teams unbeaten through three weeks in the AFC. Now look, I mean, it's still very early in the season. The Chiefs, or excuse me, the uh, Patriots and the Steelers, they could surpass the Chiefs and Dolphins uh, as the season goes on. But uh, at this point right now, you never, you never apologize for... Chiefs fans, some Chiefs fans at least, want to just focus on the negative... Things that are that are taking place, that some of the bad plays, but man, I'll tell you what, I guarantee you right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers would love to be in the position that the Kansas City Chiefs are in right now. They would. Especially with all the drama they're they're dealing with, and we've talked about that, and there's more of that coming up for the Steelers. It, it feels like it's never ending for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just bad PR after bad PR. And you look at the Dolphins off to a surprising start, 3-0 to start the season. Uh, I mean, you would rather be winning like this. And here's the thing, and a couple of you guys commented on this. All 32 teams have holes. Doesn't matter who wins the Super Bowl, even the team that, uh, like the Eagles, coming off a Super Bowl win. They still have holes that they have to patch up and fix. And they tried to work on that in the offseason. The Patriots did that the offseason prior to that. Every team goes through that. It's easier to... Work on those issues and try to improve on that as you're winning. And you coast on like this, man, the Chiefs are going to finish with a really nice record at the end of the season. And I mentioned, uh, and I'll get, get, I'll get to that in a moment, but I mentioned there's a really big key stat that I want to read to you guys 
that you should definitely be proud of as a Chiefs fan. I'll read that in just a moment. Before I forget, big thanks to all of you guys who joined me on the Facebook page for the Facebook Live videos at halftime and after the game. And if you don't join me live, it's, it's usually better because I, I read the comments live uh, and I can interact with you guys as it's happening. But if you, uh, if you miss it, you can always watch uh, later on, uh, but if you want to join me for that or join us for all of the discussion on the Facebook page, I've put out a lot of stats out uh, after the game. Check it out, facebook.com slash Farzim Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, somebody uh, mentioned, by the way, that I need to spell my name out uh, because they couldn't find me on social media, which surprises me because if you're uh, if you're listening on iTunes or, or Google Play, wherever you might be listening from, uh, it, it does it should say my name underneath as the name of the host, but uh, if I've got to spell it out, I, I guess I'll do it this time. Uh, it's it's F-A-R-Z-I-N, and then the last name, V-O-U-S-O-U-G-H-I-A-N. Yes, I know, that's a mouthful, and uh, uh, it's it taking people a while to, to be able to spell that sometimes, uh, some quicker than others, but yeah, there you go. Uh, Facebook.com slash Farzine. Follow me on Twitter, at Farzine21, and then my email, Farzine, at Farzine Vesugian. If you haven't done so, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Hit the subscribe button, hit the share button as well, and let your friends know about the podcast. A lot of interaction this month, uh, and a lot of a lot of new listeners, a lot of old listeners coming back. I appreciate all of you guys doing that. Uh, definitely helps the podcast out as we continue to grow. Uh, definitely, last year was a great season in terms of interactions and the audience that we had, the numbers. And this year is even better, a step up from last season. So definitely appreciate all of you guys who have done that so far this year. All right, we'll talk about this game. We'll recap the game between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Some key stats to know about the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and one free agent out there, a big-name free agent, tweeted that Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. I'll tell you who that is. Also, the Chiefs... Reports are from ESPN's Adam Schefter and Mort that the Chiefs, uh, they've emerged as a candidate to acquire Earl Thomas from the Seattle Seahawks. I'll talk about that. What could the Chiefs do to make a trade and acquire them? And what would that mean for for the Chiefs' defense? Especially considering the fact they already have a 3 0 record in. It could be a move similar to what the Eagles did when they acquired Jay Ajayi. Yes, sir, sure, you're, you're 3-0, but you've got to do more uh, to try to improve this football team. And the Chiefs need to do this uh, in order to get Earl Thomas. I'll tell you what that is later on. But for right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are 3-0. But not only are they 3-0, and despite the inconsistency in the three games that we've seen so far, Thankfully, it hasn't cost the Chiefs, at least not yet. But not only have the Chiefs remained perfect, they have played three full games, 180 minutes of football to start the season, and they have not trailed a game or have they played from behind this season. Has not happened yet. And here's the most impressive part about that. The Chiefs in all three of their games against the Chargers, the the Steelers and back-to-back road games, and then in the home opener against the 49ers, all three of those games, the Chiefs started on defense. And the defense forced a three and out. I know this defense has a, a lot to work on, and they need to improve, and I'll get, get, get on that later on. But here's the thing about the defense that no one's going to be talking about. They, As I just mentioned, they have forced a three and out to start all three games. 
That's a big deal. Because in the NFL, being able to score on your opening drive is key. It sets the tone. And momentum is always important in this sport. Especially early on if you can have control of that. The Chiefs defense, not only are they shutting them out, they're not, they're not allowing a score. They're not allowing a first down. You have those three and outs in each of those three games to start off every single contest. And not only that, when teams punted away, either, well, the, the Chiefs get a touchdown on, on their opening drives every single time. But they've also gotten some help on special teams from guys like Tyree Kill, DeAnthony Thomas. Now, in this game, the 49ers did a really good job of making the Chiefs special teams unit a non-factor. And that's what you're supposed to do against Kansas City's special teams return game. But at the end of the day, the Kansas City Chiefs have played three football games and have not trailed in any of them. Not for one second. And that, to me, is the biggest... Stat. It's bigger than the records that Patrick Mahomes is breaking right now. And I know a lot of people are high on Patrick Mahomes, as you all should be. Don't get me wrong, but if I had to give you the biggest, most key stat for the Chiefs, it's the fact that they have played 180 minutes of football, two, the first two on the road, and have not trailed in any of those three games. You don't do that. In the NFL, it just doesn't happen. We're talking about pro football. I mean, and it's not like the Chiefs are going up against some cupcake offenses. I mean, the Chargers have Phillip Rivers, who's been a top five quarterback for almost his entire career. Ben Roethlisberger has been a top five quarterback for almost his entire career uh, since he's been in the league. I mean, you've gone up against two really good offenses on the road to start the season. And then the 49ers, a lot of people were high on them because of how Jimmy Garoppolo helped them end their 2017 season. But they haven't gotten off to a good start. And unfortunately, it looks like uh, Garoppolo's season could be over with a torn ACL. Um, very, very unfortunate. By the way, week three has been a terrible week when it comes to injuries. Uh, and I'll just say this right now. My, my biggest concern with Mahomes and the rest of this team is is injuries. And and I've said this before. If your favorite team does not go through a lot of injuries during the course of a season, you've got to be thankful for that. And I'll tell you what, people always complain about how their team could have done well if a player did not get hurt. That's part of the sport in a very unforgiving way. I've said that so many times before, but that's just the truth. You look at the Rams right now. The two players they acquired, Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, same position. They both go down with an injury on Sunday. They're a team that could have potentially represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. But we don't know yet the severity of it. They could both be gone for the season. They both could return soon. I don't know. We'll know more later on. But, man, injuries absolutely suck. They really do. And you've got to be thankful if your team doesn't go through that as much. Bad teams, they're not as lucky. Great teams... They just tend to be even luckier, and that's just the way it works sometimes. So hopefully the Chiefs continue to have luck on their side. Uh, it's something you cannot control, unfortunately. But uh, And look at the, the play where the two defenders sandwiched uh, Patrick Mahomes when he was trying to get rid of the football. Those two players ended up injuring each other when Mahomes walked out of that in good shape. It, it, it's such an unforgiving sport. It, it, we could say this for all, all of the sports, basketball, uh, this is a big deal in MMA and baseball. Uh, it happens in every sport. It really does. But 
Uh, man, uh, sometimes you just get lucky some, uh, in the, in this sport, and you never apologize for that. You never apologize for winning, even if you win ugly. If another team that was supposed to be doing well, like the Steelers, are struggling, you never apologize for that either. You take uh, what's happening, you take advantage of it, and you just move forward, and all you can do is control what, what you can do. And for the Chiefs, they're winning football games, they've stayed healthy so far. I know D4 suffered an injury, which we'll get into later, but... Uh, th- th- this is this is not something you you get often. How often is it that you see a team through three games play 180 minutes, never trail a game, and they don't suffer a- any key injuries? They don't turn the football over, at least with their quarterback. The Chiefs do have one uh, one one fumble they lost, but uh, Patrick Mahomes has yet to throw an interception. And at the end of the day, this is this is a team that's. Firing at all cylinders on offense, and you've got to be thankful for that. Doesn't happen often in sports, and the Kansas City Chiefs are making that happen right now. Now, here comes everyone's favorite part of this episode, and it's the numerous amount of stats that we are about to read with Patrick Mahomes. Let me just say this, and again, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record because I just said this, but... Boy, uh, you look at all the quarterbacks, all the teams that go through struggles like this or in the past. Listen, we in Kansas City have seen the struggles before. Uh, From 2007 through 2012, uh, a really rough stretch of Chiefs football. And you look how tough those years were in Kansas City. And now, with what you have with Patrick Mahomes and really just everyone on this offense looks like a pro bowler. They really do. From, obviously, under center, from the offensive line, uh, fullback, running back, all, even all your tight ends at this point, all your receivers, everyone's playing at a high level right right now. The defenses have no answer for this Chiefs team. Okay, maybe in the second half, the Chiefs slowed down a bit, but they were still moving the football and making some some plays happen. This football team really is making a lot of noise, and. We've yet to see a team stop them. I know Chris Harris, former Kansas Jayhawk, he spoke out saying that this Chiefs defense hasn't faced, uh, or uh, excuse me, this Chiefs offense hasn't faced a defense like the Broncos. Well, uh, in uh, in a week, we're going to see that on Monday Night Football, and we'll see what exactly uh, Patrick Mahomes can do against them. But listen, Patrick Mahomes was not afraid of Richard Sherman in this football game one bit. He went after. Richard Sherman in this game uh, wasn't successful every single time, but man, uh, he a lot of quarterbacks have shied away from Richard Sherman. Patrick Mahomes didn't, and you saw at times Sherman was successful against uh, Patrick Mahomes. At times he wasn't, but man, th- th- this is what we've wanted in a QB taking shots downfield against some of the best. And boy, I, I mean, Mahomes was so close completing that touchdown pass to Tyree Kill on a deep pass. And Sherman, fantastic job. And this is why he's one of the best in a, in a future Hall of Famer. Broke it up in the end zone, not allowing that to happen. But uh, I mean, you you just get so impressed more and more with Mahomes each game. And now he's going to have another big test when he goes up against one of the best cornerbacks in the, in the league today in Chris Harris of the Denver Broncos. But as far as right now, uh, with the three games in the books, just looking at this game, 314 yards, three touchdown passes, no picks, 24 of 38 in this football game. Uh, and I mentioned 314 yards. Uh, 93 pass attempts. 
for Patrick Mahomes so far. In the 93 passes that he has attempted to throw, 13 of them have resulted in a touchdown play. In other words, Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown on 14% of his passes so far in 2018. And by the way, through 93 pass attempts, no interceptions. And by the way, I want to go back to the 13 touchdowns, which obviously leads the league. He he holds the record now for most touchdown passes, not only in the first two weeks, but now in the first three weeks, surpassing Peyton Manning and Tom Brady for the three-week stretch. But here's the thing with Mahomes. When you look at those uh, 13 touchdowns leading the league, I repeat, and here's why, the 55 pass attempts I mentioned last episode doesn't even put him in the top 20 in pass attempts. And you look at 93 passes, that's not a lot in three games. And Mahomes yet still leads the league in touchdowns. I mentioned last episode, Mahomes had 55 pass attempts in two games. Roethlisberger threw 60 passes against the Chiefs. And look, people were complaining about the amount of yards given up. Well, sure, if a team throws the ball 60 times when they have a guy named Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback, of course they're going to give up a lot of yards, but that generally means that they played from behind either for most of or the entire uh, entirety of the game, and they had to play a lot of catch-up. And when you have a, a game where you're blowing out a team, yeah, of course, uh, the, the the team that's losing is going to go pass-heavy. They have to abandon the running game and try to catch up, and that's exactly what we've seen uh, from... All three teams so far who the Chiefs have faced. Uh, Again, that doesn't mean the Chiefs defense is great and that the stats are completely deceiving. uh, But they are a little bit misleading. And I mentioned that last episode. But, uh, I I mean, gosh, 93 pass attempts and 14% of your throws result in touchdown plays. These things just don't happen in the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes, he's doing things that are unheard of. I I mentioned the, uh, the percentage of plays that result in, in, in t- passing touchdowns uh and obviously the uh the record he's he's broken for most touchdown plays in two weeks and three weeks he's doing things that that, that you just don't see happen ever now if you want to keep track of something Peter Schrager who is leading the Patrick Mahomes love fest he mentioned that Matt Ryan, a couple of years ago, who Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, was the coordinator for Ryan for in Atlanta. Uh, and obviously, the, the the Falcons had an amazing high-scoring offense a couple of years ago, uh, which didn't result in uh, keeping a lead in that Super Bowl, as you may remember. But Matt Ryan, uh, he holds the NFL record for, uh, for touchdown passes thrown to different players the most, and that number is 13. He threw it to 13 different players. Uh, he had touchdowns completed to 13 different players in 2016. Patrick Mahomes already has nine. And you might be wondering, who has yet to catch a touchdown pass for the Chiefs this year? Well, here's some guys. Spencer Ware, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams. The three running backs so far. Uh, Kareem Hunt has one. Marcus Kemp, wide receiver on the team. And here's the other thing, too. I, I want to get away from the skill position players. Don't forget about trick plays uh, where the Chiefs throw it to an offensive tackle that comes in as an eligible receiver or a defensive player coming in as an eligible pass catcher, similar to what we've seen in the past with guys like Jared Allen and Mike Vrabel who have caught uh, touchdowns on offensive plays in their careers, both of them doing so in Kansas City at one point. Uh, so that that's always a possibility. So never uh, forget about that. Uh, when it comes to passing touchdowns. So uh, Patrick Mahomes definitely has a chance to break 
Ryan's record for most uh, passing touchdowns thrown to different players in a single season. And by the way, I got to give uh, credit to uh, a listener, uh, Sean, on the on the Facebook page. He pointed this out that uh, Patrick Mahomes already has half the amount of touchdowns that Alex Smith threw last year in his final season with the Chiefs. To give you guys a reminder, Alex Smith threw 26 touchdown passes for Kansas City in 2017. Obviously, his final year with the team. Mahomes already has thrown 13, half of that in three games, which is very impressive. And by the way, I mentioned earlier, there's one free agent out there calling Patrick Mahomes the MVP, and that is Des Bryant. He tweeted that out during the game against the 49ers, and you can just tell everybody is on this Patrick Mahomes bandwagon. A lot, I mean, it, a lot of people thought maybe the first two weeks were were a fluke. Uh, if you thought that, uh, and obviously it's no one listening who thinks that, but there are some people out there who may think that you know, a player comes out, looks strong to open up uh, a season, uh, their early stage of, of their career, but then they could decline soon. And here was the defining moment to me that I just realized, okay, we have a quarterback in Kansas City. People might say, well, you should have thought that last week with the six touchdowns. That's a that's a valid point, but Mahomes has never been in, under a lot of pressure so far. By the way, give credit to this offensive line. I told you guys before the season, this was my biggest concern with the offense. It's the offensive line and the fact that Chiefs are going to be going up against some really good pass rushing duos to start the season. And man, uh, has that issue been erased from everyone's minds? Because this offensive line has been phenomenal. They've really done a great job of letting Patrick Mahomes get all the time he needs to make the plays he that he's got to make, and the one that the one moment where it just really hit me that okay, this is our quarterback right here, was when he faced pressure from the left side of the offensive line, running around in the pocket, found a way to circle back to the right side, and the offensive line not quitting on that play, going after those pass rushers to basically nullify them from getting any chance of of taking down Mahomes. Mahomes then finds a wide-open Chris Conley in the corner of the end zone. And that, to me, right there was the defining moment that this is your quarterback. This is an elite player, and this is only his second year, his redshirt rookie season. This is what we're talking about with Patrick Mahomes right now. And if this is the start, what happens... The rest of the year, next year, and five years, and ten years, and hopefully, hey, gosh, got to to have prayers up on this. Hopefully the Chiefs lock him up. You have to lock this guy up long term. You've got to keep guys like Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, uh, Tyree Kill, and a lot of people were concerned about Sammy Watkins too. A lot of injuries he's been dealing with. He's declined since his rookie season, and he's playing well. And my, my other concern was, when you have so many guys like this, can everyone... Can everyone, uh, and I know I played the audio clip last week of Mahomes talking about how no one cares about getting the shine, but let's be honest, as fans, we care about that, and so do the players. They all want to have a a big hand in a team's success. Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Tyreek Hill have all had a phenomenal three games to start the season. They've all played very well. Kelsey didn't do so well in the first game, but has played great since then. Tyreek Hill, a little bit quiet in this game. Had only two catches for 51 yards. But again, it's not it's not easy to have all three of them dominate in the same game. Last week was a rare occasion where the three of them combined for 299 receiving yards. Two of them 
surpassed the 100-yard receiving mark. Kelsey and Watkins. And Hill came very close to it. Everyone's making plays across the board on offense. Spencer Ware and Damian Williams, the backup running backs on this team, each of them had two catches on key plays, moving the chains for the Chiefs. Anthony Sherman had a short pass that he caught and ran for a 16-yard gain. And the Chiefs are reinventing the fullback position with Anthony Sherman. Uh, He's got a little bit of a mix of Tony Richardson and Kimball Anders, where does a phenomenal job blocking, but also can make some plays, getting some some statistics for himself, which is something Kimball Anders did. Uh, I, I don't want to say Sherman is full-on Kimball Anders because Kimball Anders at one point led the Chiefs in rushing yards and, and had a lot of receiving yards. Sherman isn't necessarily having Kimball Anders type of numbers, but he's he has a little bit of Kimball Anders in him. This is just great to see. Oh, and by the way, Demetrius Harris caught a touchdown for the Chiefs. Now, unfortunately, he, he dropped the pass on third down in the second half. Uh, but Mahomes completed touchdown passes to Demetrius Harris and Sammy Watkins in this game. Both of them uh, getting a touchdown pass for the first time this year. Watkins, obviously, his first time as a Chief. Uh, everyone's making plays. Mahomes can look at anyone. Throw the ball to that. And he had a couple of bad passes in this game. And they still went for completions. Tyreek Hill had that nice jumping play he he made uh, with, with three players in, in the area. Three defenders in the area. Uh, Travis Kelsey had that one-handed grab. Damian Williams uh, caught a, a kind of a bad pass from Mahomes. But still made something out of it. Uh, everyone's making big plays here. And even when Mahomes, yes, he's human. He'll make mistakes. And he's going to throw an interception at some point. But even when Mahomes doesn't do something right, he's got his teammates there to pick him up. They'll make those one-handed grabs. I mean, they'll do. They'll put 100% effort, even 100 more percent, to catch a football that was poorly thrown, like Damian Williams did. Things are just going perfectly for the Chiefs on offense. You look at that opening drive, and I was I was thinking Andy Reid he needed to go get those three points, but instead goes for it on fourth down, and eventually the Chiefs go down the field. They get a rushing touchdown from Kareem Hunt, and another one on a nearly identical play. The first two rushing touchdowns of the season for the Chiefs both belong to Kareem Hunt. And I want to get into the running game a little bit later uh, because it hasn't gotten off to a great start in the first three games. Uh, Despite having a big role in the end zone in this game, everyone on offense is contributing. And this offensive line is a big reason for that. You've got to be happy with everything that's happening. And I'll say this right now, and I know the consistency is something Chiefs fans aren't happy with, but I still have to give credit where credit is due. Andy Reid is having one hell of a season as a play caller so far. I know a lot of us have, have made the complaint that, hey, look, you handed off play calling duties to Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, and they did so well, and it got them head coaching gigs. Why aren't we letting Eric Bieniemy have that role? And, you know, we've had a couple of guests on this podcast say that. Brett Favre even mentioned that uh, when he was praising Mahomes earlier this week. And, and by the way, Favre's comments on Mahomes was one of the biggest stories in the NFL uh, this week, and it was talked about a lot in some of the pregame shows on Sunday. But you look at everything that's happening right now, and, and Andy Reid, who, who's been criticized so much for this, I don't think we saw a screenplay attempted in the first two games by the Chiefs. 
We saw it a couple of times in this game, and they worked very well for the Chiefs. But, but Andy Reid's doing a phenomenal job as a play caller. He really is. And offensively, things you saw some improvements in this game. And I'll read some of the team stats later on, but this offense is really firing. And I, I just want them to do well for four full quarters. I think everyone wants that. Here's my only thing with Patrick Mahomes that I'll nitpick. And I've seen this in every game so far. Mahomes does a good job of finding players wide open on on deep routes. But we've seen him miss a lot uh, overthrown uh, players. I think uh, it was uh, Chris, uh, not Chris Conley, rather, uh, Demarcus Robinson in this game who he had wide open. And I think last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Chiefs at their own one-yard line, they pass on the first play, and Tyreek Hill is wide open, but Patrick Mahomes misses him. On the following play, results in a safety, unfortunately. But, uh, I mean, you had that opportunity. There have been a couple of other occasions where there have been players wide open that have torched the defensive backs, and all you need is for a perfect pass thrown to connect, and you've got yourself one of those long touchdown bombs. Uh, we, we've seen those uh, missed opportunities in, in, in uh, the first couple of games. That's the only thing that the Chiefs really need to work on with Mahomes. Outside of just continuing to play well at this level. That's the only thing I've got to nitpick about Mahomes. Other than that, he's been perfect through these three games. You look at Kansas City and how much they have dominated in the red zone. Kansas City is 11 of 12 in red zone tries this year. Their first failed attempt at the red zone was in this game. Which they still got a field goal out of that. So no problems. Uh, but for for a team that was 29th last year and is now 11 of 12 in the red zone, they actually started 11 of 11. That is good. That is something you definitely need. Now let's switch over to the defensive side. Some positives, some negatives. I mentioned the defense starting out, getting a three and out, uh, which they have done in every single game to start off uh, against the Chargers, Steelers, and 49ers. Justin Houston made a lot of noise in this game. Had a pair of sacks on Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, D. Ford also went in there, got a sack on Garoppolo, as did Alan Bailey. And I'm starting to like what we're seeing from Houston and Ford. And I know D. Ford went out with a groin injury. We'll know the severity of it and a little bit more later on. And this is part of the reason, I'm, and I mentioned this on a Facebook Live video, and I, I don't think I've said this here yet. The preview episode against the Broncos, that will be released on Friday instead of Thursday, and because of the extra day of practice the Chiefs have, since it's a Monday night game, uh, I want to be able to give everyone a clear indication of what's going on injury-wise. Well, yeah, you guys will have plenty of time to listen over the weekend. Uh, it'll be up for sure Friday morning. Uh, and obviously with a Monday night game, you can listen on Monday as well if you don't get a chance to listen over the weekend. So plenty of time to check out the preview podcast, again, which will be out Friday. Uh, but part of the reason I want to push it back is for injury reasons. And, and this one came up with D Ford. Uh, with the groin injury. So we'll see what happens and uh, what the recovery timetable could be like for D Ford. Now, some big issues in this football game defensively, as everyone's been talking about, uh, and this has been crit- I, I, all of the Bob Sutton criticism I've seen, this has been the worst, even worse than last year when the Chiefs ran into that brick wall, losing five of six games in that six six game stretch. Uh, I saw a lot of Chiefs fans calling for Bob Sutton's job. Despite the 3-0 start to the season. And I uh, completely understand everyone's frustrations. The Chiefs defense actually played very well in this football game. Especially in the first half. Uh, on the uh, touchdown drive they allowed on uh, early in the second quarter. Uh, which was Kyle Juszczyk. 
wide open. And then, uh, well, on that drive, there were two terrible plays. One of them where the Chiefs went in pre-vet defense mode on a third and long play. And then eventually Kyle Juszczyk uh, was found wide open in the end zone just a couple plays later. And then Marquis Goodwin also got a touchdown catch in the third quarter. Was wide open, literally jogging to the end zone uh, to get on the scoreboard. But looked like a complete fool the way he celebrated when you're still down big. Uh, in that football game. But hey, look, we know no lead is, is safe uh, for the Chiefs, but fortunately they were able to to hold on their own. Uh, so the Chiefs need to work on that. And this leads me back to Earl Thomas, the, the, the news that came out Sunday morning from Adam Schefter that the Chiefs are interested in him. Here are the 2019 draft picks for the Chiefs. They've got a first-round pick. They've got two second-round picks, one of them from the L.A. Rams from the Marcus Peters trade. There's a third-round pick. A fourth-round pick is is gone from the Chiefs uh, because of the conditional pick for Reggie Raglan. They have the fifth and sixth-round picks. Seventh round is a little bit weird, and I don't want to get into that too much. Uh, the Chiefs can swap picks with the 49ers due to the Rod Streeter trade. There's also a weird situation with the Browns regarding Sean Coleman, uh, but I'm sure that'll be cleared up a little bit later in the offseason, and we'll know for sure if the Chiefs will have that pick or if that'll belong to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but the Chiefs have a first-round pick and two seconds. The Chiefs also have all of their 2020 draft picks, except for the seventh round, uh, which went to Miami for Drew- Jordan Lucas. All right, so the point I'm trying to make here is you've got, as far as, the 2019 draft goes, you've got a first-round pick, two seconds, and a third, and you've got all of your 2020 draft picks except for the seventh round. The Seattle Seahawks need help right now. They know that this offseason is going to be a crucial one for them. And if Earl Thomas, which by the way, a report came out from Jay Glazer that apparently in practice, Earl Thomas is not happy. He'll actually stop practicing in the middle of, of practice, and will just sit on the sidelines and refuse to do anything. Not really uh, something Chiefs fans like to hear, but maybe a change of scenery would would be different for him in Kansas City. I don't know. But listen, man, the Chiefs need Earl Thomas 100%. Trade away that pick the Rams gave you. Trade away next year's first round pick. I don't care. Do something. Get Earl Thomas on this football team because the Chiefs need him right now. Especially after those two wide-open touchdown plays they allowed. And the tackling, boy, uh, I I don't blame uh, Bob Sutton on this one. The Chiefs defenders, they're right there closing in on these ball carriers, but cannot wrap up and end these plays. And that's not a Bob Sutton issue. This is something the players need need to do. A lot of these players have been playing defense their entire lives. Sometimes they've been playing offense and defense, but they should know how to tackle by now. And the Chiefs have been struggling in this area and something they really need to improve on. Uh, and I don't know how much Earl Thomas could help change that, but boy, would that really help this football team at least a little bit. And you'll still take that with this defense, considering how they're near the bottom of the league in so many categories. Points allowed, yards allowed. Uh, they need to change that. Now, here's the other thing I want to say regarding Earl Thomas possibly coming to Kansas City and the fact that the Chiefs have interest. What does that say about Eric Berry right now? Does that spell the end of Eric Berry? Are they not confident in in him to recover and return soon? I don't know. That's looking at things with the glass half empty. If you want to look look at things optimistically, 
You could look at it from the perspective of the fact that Eric Berry could be returning soon, and if they also bring in Earl Thomas, you've got arguably the two best safeties from the same draft class, by the way, who are now part of the secondary, and that will completely change the direction of the AFC. Add in the fact that the Chiefs are 3-0 and have the best record along with the Dolphins in the AFC. This is something Kansas City needs. Kansas City needs Earl Thomas on this football team more than ever. And I know week three from next offseason is a long ways away, but I'll tell you what, man, if you can get Earl Thomas to Kansas City and if Eric Berry returns soon, and I know I'm looking at at things optimistically because I wasn't very optimistic in my comments about Eric Berry's injury. His injury is a mystery to everyone right now. I don't know what's going on, when he's going to come back, how serious is the sore heel. But what I do know is that I don't know if the Chiefs need so many of these draft picks for 2019. I don't know if they need them all. Especially when you have a championship caliber offense. And you I don't want to say championship caliber defense. But there are some pro bowlers on this defense. Some guys that can make plays. And if you add Earl Thomas, if Eric Berry comes back. This is a defense that's going to look like a championship caliber team. They definitely would look like that on paper. Hopefully that'll translate in games as well. Forget about the future draft picks. When now? Trade what you need to trade to get Earl Thomas to Kansas City. Look at the Chicago Bears trading two first round draft picks to get Khalil Mack. And boy, I'll tell you what. uh, Sure, the Raiders have a lot of draft picks to work with, but... I guarantee you that's nothing compared to the success that Khalil Mack's statistics individually are better than the Raiders' defense in some areas. That's how big of a difference maker one player could make. And the Chiefs need Earl Thomas, and hopefully with Eric Berry recovering soon, that will help this defense in the long run. The Chiefs absolutely need to make his play, especially after what happened against the 49ers in that secondary, allowing two players to go wide open. And able to essentially walk it in the end zone to get two touchdowns. You cannot let that happen in the NFL. And thank God for Holmes and and the high-powered offense. Because otherwise, we could be easily talking about an 0-3 start. So hopefully this defense can, can not only improve, but bring in some help. That would be huge for Kansas City if it happened. Going back to the game real quickly, just my final thoughts here. Chiefs offense, like I said, they went silent in the second half, only mustering three points. Uh, Ever since that 34-second mark where Sammy Watkins scored, uh, he caught that touchdown pass, the 49ers found a way to get three points despite having only 34 seconds to work with right before halftime. But from the the mark right before halftime all the way to the end of the game, the 49ers outscored the Chiefs 20-3 to close out the football game. Not the ideal way to finish, but thankfully the Chiefs did enough in the first half that they came away victorious in this game. 20, or excuse me, 38 to 27. The Chiefs uh, just continuing to dominate offensively. This offense was averaging 40 points per game coming into week three. That has dropped just a tiny bit. They're now averaging 39.3 points per game. The highest scoring offense in the NFL with the best quarterback in the league. You'll take that. A couple team stats here I want to read out here. Total yards in this game, San Francisco 406 yards to Kansas City 384. And again, like I said earlier, you got to improve on the yardage here. And there's one area where the Chiefs need to, and I'll read that set next. 
but playing uh, with a big lead at, at some point, I mean, that's going to force opposing teams to, to throw it a lot more and get away from the running game. So that's a big reason for that. Now, here's one area where the Chiefs could slow down some of these offenses, turnovers. The Chiefs had one takeaway uh, on defense, and that was the Ron Parker interception in week one against the Chargers. They also had that fumble from the uh, returner uh, on special teams, but obviously not, not a defensive takeaway. The Chiefs only have two takeaways in the in this season. Uh, didn't have one last week. Uh, they had two, actually. Both were called back. The uh, fumble recovery by Chris Jones and uh, going for, to the end zone, and then the Kendall Fuller, or Steven Nelson uh, interception, excuse me, uh, that got called back. So the Chiefs need to start creating some turnovers. And again, the Earl Thomas uh, addition and the Eric Berry return, uh, th- th- those certainly would help Kansas City improve in that category. And that's something that will slow down uh, opposing offenses from putting up so many yards on the Chiefs' defense, for sure. Time of possession, the Chiefs dominated in the first half. But as far as the final score goes, they barely won this battle. Kansas City had time of possession for 30 minutes and 1 second. San Francisco, 29 minutes and 59 seconds. Easy math there. And look, I mean, the Chiefs, uh, they had the football in the final two minutes. They got a first down, and then they took a knee in the re- uh, rest of the game. And that essentially helped them surpass the 49ers in time of possession. Uh, so that's an area where the Chiefs, for the first time this season, they won, but barely. And I want to see the Chiefs do better in that as the season goes along. We saw some improvements from the defense. Being at home and, and not getting killed in time of possession definitely helped and hopefully the Chiefs can continue to do that as the season goes along and get better at that. First downs, Kansas City had 31, uh, beating San Francisco by 5 in that category. Third downs, uh, Chiefs 7 of 11, whereas the 49ers in this football game, I have it incorrect on my sheet, let me pull it up real quickly. Uh, but Kansas City 7 of 11 in this football game. They didn't do too well in the in the second half, but overall in the game for the 49ers, Two of nine on third down. Not very good. As far as fourth downs go, both teams were perfect. Uh, a combined three for three. The Chiefs, uh, one fourth down conversion. The 49ers had two. And I did mention, I want to talk on, uh, about the running game uh, for just a moment. The Chiefs had 77 rushing yards in this game. 101 rushing yards fewer than the 49ers, uh, which they did very well against Kansas City in this football game. Uh, Kareem Hunt has ran for 168 yards off 52 carries in three games. That's a 3.2 yard per carry average. Definitely not the ideal stat for the reigning rushing champion in the NFL. Now, I understand this. I don't think we'll ever see Kareem Hunt have a 1,000-yard rushing season again. Because as long as you have Patrick Mahomes playing at this level, the Chiefs are always going to be a pass-heavy team. Now, again, when I say that, 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 that doesn't mean the Chiefs are going to forever abandon the running game. You still have to utilize that. And at some point, maybe Mahomes has a quiet game, whereas Hunt or Ware, they dominate on the ground. And that's a possibility. It just won't happen so much. I, I would maybe give it two or three games where you see Hunt have a 100-yard rushing game, but probably not a 1,000 yards rushing uh, as long as Mahomes is the quarterback. And I don't know if... A guy like Kareem Hunt would like that. Uh, I mean, Kareem Hunt's still producing, though. We, we've seen him make plays through the year with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. And in under Andy Reid's offense, you know running backs are going to be active through the year. Uh, we've seen it with Mahomes in the first two games, and we saw it with Spencer Ware and Damian Williams in this game. So it just kind of depends on uh, you know, who you use and how often. But Chiefs running backs, even though they're not 
doing so well on the ground, they're still contributing and producing with this offense. They really are. One area where the Chiefs definitely improved, penalties. Six of them. San Francisco had more than double of that, had 14 penalties in this game. Some questionable calls on San Francisco's side of things, but listen, every team has questionable penalties, including Kansas City. Chiefs fans will always complain about that. Holding calls that are missed or, or, or just bad penalties thrown against Kansas City. So listen, uh, you know, bad calls happen. Uh, it, it happens to all 32 teams. That's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, and Kansas City, by the way, they got seven first downs from the 14 penalties the 49ers committed. So so half of the 49ers penalties resulted in Chiefs first downs. And that happens a lot with defensive penalties. Uh, but man, you will take that in this football game. Like I said, anytime a team is going to hand you uh, first downs like that, you take that. And obviously the Chiefs did in this football game, putting up 38 points on the scoreboard. Could have put up more, uh, but did enough obviously to win this football game. And you definitely will uh, take this continue to stay on top of the AFC West this time solely with the Broncos losing and one of two teams unbeaten in the AFC gotta love it let me know your thoughts on everything we discussed in this football game the first three games with Patrick Mahomes Earl Thomas a lot we covered on this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast let me know facebook.com slash or you guys can send me a tweet or an email at farzine 21 on Twitter or my email farzine at farzinevasugian Com. Friday's episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast, we will have the Chiefs and Broncos Monday Night Football Breakdown. We'll talk about the Rams' injuries and how that could impact the NFC moving forward. Clay Matthews, once again, tagged with a controversial hit. The Steelers and Le'Veon Bell now entertaining the idea of trade talks. By the way, speaking of the Broncos, one Broncos player got ejected for doing something stupid. Jordan Reed did something stupid. And the Buffalo Bills did something stupid on social media. So we're going to talk about some stupidity in the penalty flag segment. Spoiler alert on the next episode. And by the way, some interesting topics out of bounds regarding airport employees plus Fortnite. I've never played this game before. If you have played Fortnite, let me know. Tell me why it's such a popular game. Because I've only seen videos. I've never played this if I have time this week, my goal is to play Fortnite for just 10 minutes before I discuss this topic because there's a really big topic going on out there, uh, or at least that was discussed this weekend in the news regarding Fortnite. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. Appreciate all of you guys listening. Once again, facebook.com slash Farzine That is my Facebook page. Like and follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. Send me an email, Farzine at Farzine Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Hit the share button as well. Spread the word. Let your friends know about the Chief Zone podcast once again a big thank you to all of you guys for listening and joining me for the facebook live videos i'll be back this friday to do a preview episode between the chiefs and the broncos monday night football in denver and we'll also do the facebook live videos once again next monday night at halftime and after the game so join me for that enjoy your week talk to you guys on friday